Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shed Media Network discovery and or rediscovery of Deep Space Nine. With me today, as always, is Sarah Becker. Hello, everyone. And Peter Dinsey. Hey, guys. How's it going? And I am Ben Haworth. All right. Well, today we discussed Season 2, Episode 8 and Episode 9, which is Necessary Evil and Second Sight, uh, respectively. So first up is Necessary Evil. So in this episode, a Bajoran woman hires Quark to uh, receive a box from her former husband on Deep Space Nine in sort of a abandoned part of the ship that we don't uh, so much know about. Um, eventually, this gets to Odo. And we get sort of a flashback where we see that uh, in the same camera shop, uh, Gold Ducat uh, gets Odo involved. This is uh, sort of, we gather that it's sort of Odo's first case. He's just on the ship, but uh, Gold Ducat hires him for reasons that aren't quite clear to him uh, right away to investigate the murder of this Bajoran uh, person. Seems to think that he says because the shapes are just going to work, but it doesn't. Odo doesn't quite 100% believe him for that reason. Uh, we discovered that the woman who hired uh, Quark to get the strong box was the widow of the person who got murdered five years earlier. And uh, we also discovered that she blames Kira for this, claiming that uh, in the flashback we discovered that she believes Kira was having an affair with her husband and that Kira murdered him. Uh, so in the future, he Odo starts sort of reinvestigating the case because he was never able to quite 100% solve it. Um, so he discovers that uh, Rom discovers in the lockbox basically a list of Bajoran names, one of them being a name called Chesso, which leads which leads Odo sort of back into the investigation, trying to figure out who did what and why. Through a complicated series of events that <laughs> are a little bit uh, long, this is sort of a, a classic kind of film noirish mystery. We discover that uh, Kira did, in fact, kill the uh, Bajoran chemist, but not for the reasons we believed. It was actually because um, she was part of the underground and she was hired to kill him as being a collaborator. And he was sort of the money man in between all the collaborators uh, and was kind of extorting people from the list. Um, and so Odo kind of reveals that he actually knew that Kira was responsible all those years ago, but he wasn't quite sure or able to pin it on her that long ago. Um, basically, uh, uh, Odo and Kira then finally have a, a meeting saying that uh, uh, he understands what she had to do, but that you know he doesn't quite trust her anymore and that uh, you know, their, their, their relationship's on a kind of tenable end point. So what do we think of this episode? Well, I really enjoyed it. Like, it, it was, it was. I I thought it was cool, uh, seeing, um, where seeing 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 where the relationship between between Odo and Kira and Kira began, and like, like I, 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 I can't say no how I thought it began, but I but I I don't think I was expecting it to to revolve around, a to to revolve around a murder case and to. And, 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 to, and to see them revisit it, um, and, and and how and how and how involved uh, uh, Ducat was, and 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 how and, and how he wasn't the one uh, doing the doing the doing the investigation himself because he, because he wanted to like basically keep himself safe and keep and keep himself like as far away from it as as, as he as he could while st- while still figuring out while still trying to figure out like you know 
like who 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 do I blame? Who do I take out? Who do I, who do I put in prison or or whatever? And I I, I, I just I found it all I found it all really interesting. It, it was a fun ride for me. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed this one too. <clears throat> I like the way that it was sort of more film like a classic film noir in the past. It had these kind of dark shadows, and you also get to see uh, uh, Deuce Ace Nine as Tarek Noor at the time. It's uh, they make it look a lot dingier and scarier than it looks uh, currently. Uh, sort of more as a military base of operations, but also you kind of see certain characters who follow over, like Quark in the past, and Odo as well. And uh, I think that was very interesting. And yeah, it was it was interesting sort of idea, again, of the sins of the past coming back. It's a common theme in Deep Space Nine. And, uh, I, I enjoyed the fact that Kira was responsible at the end. It was kind of a bold decision, but that she, she did straight up murder this guy, and it was sort of a a series of weird events that kind of made it look like it was kind of his wife and kind of this other person, Chessa, who ended up dying for other reasons from resistant members, but it was more just uh, that it was Kira all along and that Odo just kind of always knew that it was Kira and kind of proving that to be true was very interesting. So I'm curious how their friendship will be affected in the future after that revelation. Sarah, what do you think of this episode? I, uh, I enjoyed uh, getting to see the, the Cardassian version of Deep Space Nine. I guess, and uh, as as you said before, it being you know dingier and grungier, and you know obviously Cardassians being in control and stuff, it's so different to what Deep Space Nine has become. Uh, that being said, I mean the story was interesting, absolutely, and I, I did like the twist at the end that Kira was responsible. But I mean this is not the episode's fault. I'm not really into the sort of murder mystery film noir scene so for that reason i didn't enjoy this episode so much but that's not the fault of the episode necessarily that's just a personal preference right i mean when i was trying to reread this uh thing i was just like kind of blown away by how many little things happened and yeah. i had to like basically skip a right. whole murder mystery part because th- that's often the case with these film noir movies is that either the mystery is really good and you kind of have to love that, or the mystery doesn't matter whatsoever, because and you just kind of have to let that go. Yeah. The characters, and I feel like this was sort of a similar thing where like it doesn't all add up, and I can't really remember who has where, why, or how that yeah, happened. It was the characters, but that I think the, made it fun. Especially, especially. Mm-hmm. Exactly, I think by the end, having Odo and, and Kira's moment and seeing Odo become his own person in the original series, and, and you know, kind of contrast Kira calling him a collaborator and a traitor in the the original series versus now and she's like wants him to like her at the end yeah <laughs> and right and doesn't get the chance to is really heartbreaking so i think that's what is best about it it's kind of one of those kind of film noirs where the plot doesn't matter as much as the you know, plot mechanics that matter as much as the final result and the actual storyline at the end definitely and i i liked seeing um how odo got to where he was like I'm, I'm not even sure what his original purpose was on the station i'm sure they did explain that earlier on in the episode um but it just kind of he happened to be in the right place at the right time for goldicott to say i need you to you know be an investigator for us and he sort of continued to do that obviously not only for the cardassians at the end of the day because he's still doing the same thing on modern deep space nine no, for sure. And it is interesting to, to see the way Goldicott works. He's one of the more fascinating characters. And uh, the way he kind of puts Odo up to take the fall if, if something goes right. wrong. Basically just 
distancing himself from the entire uh, operation because he doesn't want any sort of stank of uh, Cardassian involved. Was very interesting and very political. Yeah, it, it, shows that Gold's always been a very smart manipulator. Yeah, it was. It was. Kind of, it was. It was. It reminded me of um, of, of when of when the Nagus uh, made 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 Cork go through the go through the wormhole um, for, for for the for the sake for the sake of finding um, uh, what was it the Domi- the Dominion. Dominion, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Dominion, because 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 it's like because it's like okay, if you succeed, then you're awesome and you make the Negus look amazing. But if you fail, th- but but if you fail, then it's like he can literally push that all on you. Like that is all your fault, and he has nothing to do with it. And that's that's pretty much what Dukat was doing. No, definitely, and he, he's definitely a very interesting manipulator in that way. Um, so yeah, what do you, what do we, how do we feel about Odo and Kira at the end of this episode? Do you feel like it's going to be sort of a change in their relationship, or do you think it's just a, a minor setback in sort of a, the way they've been operating in the past? Part of me hopes that it will create more of a rift between them, or at least a change in their dynamic, because I think that would be interesting from a storytelling yes. perspective. And I mean, I they've got, what, another four and a half seasons to explore that so that would be a very interesting thing right i got like i got right i want to i want to see a semi-realistic like re, like rebuilding of trust arc i mean like and and mm-hmm. i'm, not, I'm and it's not that it has to be like a massive fall like you were like you are now nothing in my eyes but it's like but it, like but i agree with sarah like i want to see some kind of change that 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 they that they now have to work back from Definitely, definitely. And uh, it's interesting, too. Yeah, again, I, I really appreciate the way that the show is dealing with the Resistance. is very interesting. I think the fact that the Resistance aren't wholly noble mm-hmm. and kind of shows that Resistance people in general are very uh, can be very brutal. I saw an interesting film uh, called The Decalogue, which, which had a little bit about uh, the Polish underground in it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very it's a brutal thing, Resistance, even when they're fighting for good. Right side and a side you can believe in they tend to be very uh extreme in their in their actions and like completely like you know in this case a collaborator is essentially a traitor who deserves death um by kira's sake and so i think it's very interesting that the can you move on from that in the future and that's always been sort of kira's thing in general is that she's still a warrior she's still a resistance leader who's brutal and uncompromising and incapable of change or can she be someone new. I think it's very interesting that the show's been tackling that in a way that uh, doesn't feel sort of cheesy. It feels actually kind of earned. Mm-hmm. In the way, like, these things keep coming back. You know, there was an episode a while back where uh, you know, they had that virus that was going to be attacked from the resistance, but they'd forgotten about it, and then it kind of decayed and had attacked them anyways. Oh, yeah. Long after the scenes were gone. I like that there's, like, this, the sins of the past keep coming back to the show, which I think is Yeah, very, very sins of the father. And that's difficult totally. to do well, I feel like, but uh, Deep Space Nine has been doing a great job so far. Totally agree. Is there anything else to say about this episode? Well, uh, on a more lighthearted note, I guess, I enjoyed the bits at the very beginning when Quark and Rom were going in to get this parcel that the lavishly dressed Bajoran woman had asked Quark oh, to yes, find. Oh, that was nice. And, um... Uh, Quark is starting to discover that Rom may actually have some 
worth in terms of you know dastardly deeds and that he <laughs> breaks into the room in like 10 seconds like, and so then fast. he has this thing to like cut through a wall and Quark is like reason, never go in my bar again it's like you've been stealing from but the me. reason why the reason why is because he has to keep breaking into Quark's stuff because he doesn't want to bother Quark and get yelled at which mm. I love it's such a <laughs> sad beta reason for Rom to be doing this thing of course because it's like he became a master breaking up because he wanted to prove his brother because he didn't want to get yelled right, at. So, yeah, he, he is literally taking the path of le- the path of least resistance. He's like, I just, I, I, I just, I just want everything to go smoothly. <laughs> it's just easier if I break in here, safe than if I ask you about it and be berated for it. <laughs> no, I enjoyed that quite a bit. I'm glad that Rom was getting a little more uh, character than just uh, the the wacky brother. You know, he's very funny as that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I also I also really liked Vatrick Palra, like the 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 woman the woman who who hired Quark. I mean, I I I, I can't really like, she wasn't necessarily like like in in that many scenes, but 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 but, uh, but but every time she was, it was like, I mean, while while it turned out that that she that she wasn't behind that that she, she wasn't behind the killing or anything, it it, it was still it was still. Um, I, I, I liked I liked seeing her on screen and being like, "There's something going on in the background that you are hiding and you're not letting on, and I want to know what it is." Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, she's a very classic Omar character. She starts off like femme, in silhouette like, total over femme a fatale. stormy night. So it was perfect. I enjoyed that quite that a bit. Final mm-hmm. outfit she was wearing, like with that headpiece. Woof. Like, like, like she, 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 she walked and she was like, "I am glamour. Why are you calling me here? Out you going in prison? Damn it." <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright so are we ready to go to the next episode yeah I think so Yep. Okay. alright so in the next episode is second sight so in this episode we get sort of a uh, we get a, sort of a love story an interesting poor Cisco <laughs> he's falling in love with people but yeah. um, so in this episode uh, second sight uh, Cisco welcomes aboard a uh, professor named Professor Satek, um, who's coming aboard to help uh, reignite his son. He's sort of a terraformer, but now he's going to go one step further and reignite a dead star as sort of his greatest achievement. Uh, uh, coinciding with his arrival is a woman named Fena, this really beautiful woman that Cisco meets uh, as he's wandering around on the date of his wife's death. Uh, she seems very free-spirited, very fun, very exciting, but she disappears uh, in the blink of an eye. And Cisco can't uh, really discover why. And things get even weirder when Cisco is invited to Satek's uh, dinner and discovers that Fena looks exactly like Satek's wife, uh, Nidel. Uh, he questions Adele after the dinner. She says she's never seen him before, doesn't recognize him at all. And we basically discover that Fena is, in fact, a psychic projection we could say of Nadell's life Nadell is married to Satek but uh, Satek's kind of a bit of a womanizer he, he, he falls people fall in love with him but he gets too invested in his work and uh, people fall in love with him very quickly but unlike his other wives they can't get divorced because her race mates for life so she's in this very depressed state and she exudes that depression in this interesting sort of psychic phenomenon uh, eventually, Satek realizes that uh, Nadell is so unhappy, and uh, in fact that her 
mind, Fena is actually kind of separating from Nadell and killing her. Um, so ni- neither can kind of exist uh, without the other. So he decides to do the bull thing and well, he reignites the star with himself in it, uh, killing himself and freeing his wife. His wife leaves, but uh, we discover that she has no memory of Fena or her relationship with Cisco. She leaves, and Fena is, I guess, gone forever. So we get a very interesting little love episode. What do we think of this one? I really liked this one. I am. Um, yeah. I enjoyed seeing, you know, goofy, moon-eyed Cisco, and you know, he was doing the, you know, the love sigh. Oh my God. And, uh, when, where is she? When his, Thinking very wistfully of her all the time. When his and, son was like, are you in love? What do you mean? Well, I, well like, it was like, well, you sure not love signs. That a lot. The, what, what signs? The signs that Nog told me. Nog told you about love. <laughs> Come again. And then, and, and then, and then, yeah. and then at the end of it, he's, and then, and then at the end of it, he's like, actually, yeah, I have met someone. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's a very charming person. I see. I see why he's uh, so lovable. Uh, he should be getting ladies all the time. He's very attractive and very charming. <laughs> he's. I yeah. I like this one too. Uh, like I said last season, I felt like he was very stiff. Uh, Avery was um, for most of the series. I don't think it was his fault. I think he was just getting used to the character and stuff. And I feel like, especially with this one and recent episodes, like it really feels like he's finally in the skin of the character and really enjoying it and really having fun with it. And this is a great episode for him because he did get to have a more emotional, exciting, more character-driven episode. I mean, we still had reigniting stars and stuff, but it was all really just about sort of this core relationship of falling in love with someone you can't, you can't have for very sci-fi reasons. Mm. Very, very sci-fi, my God. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, um, this felt very Doctor Who. Doctor Who, I feel like, would make a an episode where he falls in love with a woman doesn't exist essentially yeah, yeah. he's done that one a lot yeah when when say when say when say when when uh it was like it was like cisco dax um kira and uh bashir they, they, they were they were they were all on the prometheus uh Satic ship and and right and and right and right when he brought out his wife nadelle I, like i started going through my head i was because because he was like my wife and i was like oh god here we go and then when he finally, yeah. comes, yeah. I, 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 it's like that slow track in shot right you're yeah. just like oh, okay <laughs> and then when she walked out I was, like i instantly i instantly started going through my head i was like okay how is this happening she's escaping sometimes she's escaping somehow during the night or she, or she, or she has, or she has mm-hmm. a twin, or she has a clone, or it's some kind of astral projection, and of course, it ended up being like a projection of some kind. I was like, boom. <laughs> Go through the sci-fi trucks. Yep, pretty clone. much. Twin. <laughs> <coughs> multiple personality disorder. Yeah. No, I thought it was going to be multiple personality thing or something like that. Like, oh, you know, they had two right, yeah. Lives, one mm-hmm. at night, one in the day, or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, it kind of was. It was just, you know, instead of it being the same physical body, it's one of them right. was astral projection. Right. <laughs> Basically dreaming. I think it's also interesting, too, that, like, your unconscious mind can separate from your own mind to the point that you have no control over it or no uh, memory of what it does. I think it's very fascinating. That, like, and I also think that's what makes the ending kind of tragic is that maybe the exact... Fena's personality isn't that different from Nadell's deep down. And maybe if she did get a chance to be with Cisco, she would fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. But that's just not really going to happen with the situation that it happened, which I think makes it a little more, a little more tragic in an interesting way. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like falling in love with someone in the simulation or something versus falling in love with them in real life. 
Did you enjoy the character, the actress, um, Sally Richardson? Did you enjoy her performance? I did. I thought she did Very a really good so. job. Yeah, I really enjoyed her. I, I've seen her um, around in a few things, namely Black Dynamite, one of the best movies ever made, and uh, also I Am Legend. I think she's the uh, Oh, wife. that's right. She was oh. in that movie. That's why she looks familiar. Yeah. Okay. She's been around. Yeah, she's a really good actress, and uh, I really enjoyed seeing her in this episode. Yeah, I didn't. Wait. I haven't seen any of those things that you guys have talked about, but she. Oh. Yeah, she's beautiful. And she's, okay. Sorry, I'm I'm I'm, lo- I'm, lo- I'm looking I'm looking at her, I'm looking at her page and I'm looking at her page and it's like and it's like okay that's why I recognized her voice she was a, she was a Lisa she was a Lisa Maza in Gargoyles. Yes, yes, yes. yes. that is why I recognized her yes. voice. That is why I was like I know this woman, but I don't know. Yeah, her. she's the lead from. Oh Gargoyles. my god, yeah, that's, that's, she's that's the voice. Right. Of, she, including who's the main bad guy? Riker. Come on, all the Star Trek oh people. On the gargoyles, <laughs> awesome. she she is the voice of one of the characters in like my, one of my one of my favorite one of my favorite childhood shows. That is so fucking cool. I love that. Yeah, gargoyles actually holds up. People, it's actually still pretty yeah. Good. <laughs> I rewatched it as an adult. I'm like, this is actually pretty great. I want to go it's back and rewatch it because I mean, I, I remember almost nothing about it except for the fact that I loved it when I was a child. Yeah, I, and so yeah, I loved. I need I to go back and remember it. why. Yeah, I I love the <laughs> show and I. Um. Yeah. I'm not sure, actually, it was. But yeah, but yeah, love like love the show, and then and then I, and then I also remember just just loving just loving the theme song too. Like that song is fantastic. I also just love that. Uh, it seems like we've kind of like, pretty much confirmed that Dax and Cisco are just going to be friends. Um, yeah. Forever, which I kind of like. It's kind of cool to see a guy and a woman have a a completely platonic relationship with no. Sort of oh yeah, I think it would be very, very weird if Dax and Cisco got into a romantic relationship, especially or maybe exclusively yeah. because of their past. It's like right. he was a father figure, but then all of a sudden becomes a woman, and you're like dating that. No, I, you know, as much as I'm all for, you know, that might be perfect for some people. So. I mean, I guess, I guess I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it says you want to date your Far be it your from me dad, to yeah. judge any sort of, you know, consensual adult relationship. <laughs> However, I, uh, but it, but I definitely was, prefer them as friends. It's a weird one. But but it but it was it was definitely it was definitely like like a, like a very bro friendship like bro friend platonic whatever you want to call it it was definitely like like a friend moment when she when 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 Adele walked out and, and Dax turned back to Dax turned back to Cisco and she was like now we have something interesting to talk about mm-hmm. and you're just like Dax please stop <laughs> sipping that much tea it is not like, <laughs> like it's not no Dax Dax <laughs> sip all the tea do it. Tell me, tell me what flavor is it? Is it lemon? Is it Lipton? Like I need, I need. Is it is it Earl Grey? I need to know. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I just like that when he comes in and he orders like a, a different thing. She's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on with you?" It's like at Parks and Rec how they know that Ron's had sex because he wears a red yes. shirt, black pants. <laughs> Everyone's just like, "Okay." Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I also really really enjoyed Satek's uh, performance. He was a very interesting character. Yeah. yeah. The idea of uh, uh, I liked when <laughs> Dax is like, uh, terraformers. Mm-hmm. Just 
They're weird people. <laughs> God complex. You rebuild worlds. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my God. God complex. When he, when he was talking about uh about about when he first met Nadell, and he was like, "Of course she fell in love with me. I was surrounded by people. They were like, they were hanging on my every word. Blah blah blah." And it's like, do you ever not talk about yourself? Like you like you're, it's like it's like you're clearly very charming because 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 you know Bashir thinks you're awesome. Cisco Cisco is like thumbs up, and Kira's like, "Oh God!" And and, and Kira's like, "Oh dear God!" Another woman is like like the Nagus. <laughs> I feel like being what? compared to the Nagus is uh, not the highest of compliments. And 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 this, like, more 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 in the sense more in the sense that Kira was just like, "Can we go now, please?" Mm-hmm. I, I I quite enjoyed his character. It was very believable. The idea of someone who's like so good at things that people fall in love right. with him, but he's, he's so wrapped up in that and himself that it's hard to ever keep from. Uh, Loving him forever, you know, that he, he, he goes through people and he kind of knows that. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting. I like yeah. that he's not like, oh, he understands his problems, but he can't stop himself. Which is he's smart. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, I know mm-hmm. what I know the issue, but I'm sorry, that's just me, and I, I apologize for it ahead of time. <laughs> I did not find out about that whole mate for life thing. I didn't know. If I had known, I would have been <laughs> like, sorry, babe, but can't do can't do it gotta go all the best <laughs> peace and blessings <laughs> <laughs> but come on it's it's you're, you're outside your planet you can get divorced it's fine it's just species to me <laughs> don't worry about it oh no you like you're in the gamma quadrant now who cares just do whatever you want. i'm just saying you don't have to you don't have to kill yourself i'm just saying maybe not <laughs> Is there anything else to say about this episode? I am I am glad that 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 Cisco's final words to Nadell when she asked what Fenna was like because she couldn't because she couldn't remember anything. His final words to her was, "She was just like you." Like, uh, I, I I really appreciated that 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 he that he didn't try to that, that he didn't try to like. Like play a player up. He didn't try to make her feel bad. It was it was, it was just be, because because I think Cisco realized you know like Finna is a part of you. So yes, she was just like you, just just may, just maybe not someone that you are at this very point in time like looking me in the face. But she but she is like you. Definitely, and like I said, I think it's interesting that idea that kind of knows you probably could have fallen in love with Nadell in better circumstances, yeah. but. Uh, that you can't just because of the way things are. They're fascinating. I like stories about people who love each other but just can't. It's always so sad. <laughs> it's always so emotionally rich. Which I really appreciate. Right. So, are we good on these episodes? Yes, I think so. Alright, it's a short conversation, but I think we covered it. So, uh, yeah, our next episodes will be Sanctuary and uh, Rivals. So those will be the next two that we will talk about next time. In the meantime, I want to thank Peter and Sarah, as always, for following me along on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CBTN underscore Meatshield. We are a part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like this show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It does help us find new listeners. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9 signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.